Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Joining us now, Jason Kinderchuk, Assistant Professor, Canada Research Chair, Department of Medical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases, University of Manitoba. Jason, good afternoon. How are you doing, Hal? Excellent. Thanks a lot for doing this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, we're talking a lot today about vaccine mandates. Even Dr. Rusin, during the news conference earlier that we had live here, says more information, some important announcements to come this week, maybe as early as tomorrow on, well, he was being asked by reporters about vaccine mandates and also mask mandates. Um, any thoughts on those? Because as we prepare for this fourth wave, Rusin today said we're going to get a fourth wave. It's going to be amongst the unvaccinated. Any any thoughts on mandates for vaccinations and, and masks? Should we be looking at going back to a mask mandate of some kind as we, we see this fourth wave on the way? Well, it's certainly a big question mark, right? And, and I think for us, I mean, the easiest thing to do is, you know, look to the east and look to the west. And what, what are the trends that we're seeing in other provinces that, that had removed restrictions or who have relaxed restrictions? What, what are they seeing in terms of cases? Well, we, we're getting a picture of that, right? I think Saskatchewan gives us a pretty good glimpse of how quickly things uh, have really turned uh, around there. Um, and it's the question of saying, okay, well, what is the risk that's associated with that? Are we looking at, at increases in hospitalizations? Is this just in, in people that are unvaccinated? Is it in, in segregated in specific communities? And I think to me, when you add all these things up together, listen, we're probably in a position that if you're indoors and in crowded settings, probably whether you're vaccinated or not, wearing a mask is probably a pretty good idea at this point if we want to keep any sort of a lid on, on Delta. Yeah, doctors Manitoba came out today and said, listen, at least uh, amongst the healthcare workers, let's do this. And, and also suggested that, you know, in, in other work settings as well, uh, it was a good idea. Uh, polling from Probe Research, Brittany Greensley, one of our reporters, was just on talking about this. And I was talking to Mary Agnes Welch from Probe earlier. And the polling shows that Manitobans are okay with it, especially uh, with a, a fourth wave looming. They don't want to see lockdowns again. No, and I think that's the, the reality, right, is we, we, we know what happens if, uh, if the virus starts to spin out of control. And the fact is, we'll go back to lockdowns and we'll go back to, you know, reduced, uh, you know, reduced occupancy for businesses. And people will obviously feel the economic pinch uh, very quickly, as well as the social pinch. And we, we don't want to get there. So can, can we do some of this proactively? Is it a bit of an inconvenience? Yes. But does it help us alleviate some of the concerns that, are, that potentially are coming downstream? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Delta variant, which, of course, this is the concern about the fourth wave. And I'm seeing, uh, mostly in the States, but we're hearing of some cases here, breakthrough cases in people that have been fully vaccinated, but Delta is able to infect and cause them to get sick. Are, are we going to see more and more of that? Are you surprised that we're seeing as much of that uh, as we are? You know what, I'm not necessarily surprised, right? And the reason I say that is when you when we look at the cases, there's certainly this this idea that, okay, well, if you look at the just the total number of breakthrough infections, it looks like, oh, there's actually more than we would expect. But then if you take that and you look at the actual proportion amongst the number of people that have been vaccinated, the number of breakthrough infections still remains very low. And then when we look at, at the you know, potential for onboard transmission, we've seen certainly some data come out very recently that suggests that people that are vaccinated may actually carry less infectious virus in the respiratory tract than people that are unvaccinated uh, during these breakthrough infections. All these things start to tell us, okay, maybe you know, the vaccines are actually still helping with, with protecting against transmission. So not only does it reduce 
you know, your ultimate uh, you know, potential for becoming infected in the first place, but it probably helps reduce your ability to transmit as well. So I think we always want to keep that context. And, and to be fair, listen, we're still learning. So all of this could change uh, if we start seeing, um, you, know, you know, more more reports of, of breakthroughs. But certainly the U.S. data has not necessarily indicated that yet. Yeah, Dr. Russo made that point today, too. He said, you know, yes, there are breakthrough cases, but look at how many people have been vaccinated. So when yeah. you look at that big number at the bottom and then the number of people that are experiencing these these breakthrough uh, cases, you have to, as you said, keep it in in perspective. Uh, the FDA today gave uh, full uh, authorization in the states, uh, in the U.S., to the Pfizer vaccine. I wonder, and I'm curious to know if you wonder if that will cause some people that have been on the fence about that vaccine to now go, okay, it's no longer just emergency use. It has full FDA approval now. We, we would wait for that here in Canada from Health Canada. But do you think that might cause some people who have been hesitant to go for it, get the shot? Man, I, I hope so, right? Listen, if, we, if this even bumps up the, the percentage of people that get, uh, get vaccinated, even by a percent or a couple of percentage points, that, that's great because we need any extra buffer that we can. People that are reluctant and, and are hardcore reluctant or who are anti-vax, this announcement is probably not going to make any difference whatsoever, right? The, the goalposts will shift and it will be something else that, that, that they will try and say this is the reason why we, we don't want to see people getting vaccinated. But if it helps people that are hesitant having you know, any more sense of, of comfort in, with the fact that we've seen FDA go to full approval now, fantastic. Then, then listen, we, let, let's get the messaging out. Let's continue to, to hit that point home, get trust in the communities, and, and get whatever people we can in to get vaccinated as quickly as possible. Earlier today, Dr. Rusin was asked by reporters about areas like Stanley, some of these areas, RMs in the in the province that are, uh, you know, have low vaccine uptake, and might there be maybe a regional approach or, you know, different restrictions for areas where vaccinations is low. Will we start to see a situation, like, the province has done so well as a whole. I know in the states, in the U.S., we're seeing, you know, certain states and areas of states where it becomes a problem, but it, that's a great big country. What about a province and a small area of the province? Will we see stuff like that happen here? Well, I think the, the advantage for us is that the you know, population density is obviously much different than it is in many areas of the U.S. So mm-hmm. I think you have an ability to be able to, to kind of create a bit of a protective shell around those communities where you have lower uptake. Um, you know, it, you also maybe have a little bit more of a, an opportunity to try and, and curb transmission or, or get cases identified uh, faster before they start to take off in, in surrounding communities. I think, unfortunately, for, for public health, they're, they're going to be learning very quickly how to do this. So, you know, to me, it's more, can we get cases identified quickly? And uh, once they start to, to show up in those communities, can we get, you know, basically people isolated fast enough so that the virus doesn't continue to spread? A couple of listener uh, questions by text and email here at 204-780-6868 and hal at cjlb.com. I lost the original email. Uh, I accidentally deleted it, but I remember the question the listener was saying, hey, I I think we're going to see more variants like Delta. We're not, I mean, Delta is the one we're worried about right now. We're going to see others that are going to come along that are going to be even more dangerous potentially. And they're right, because the more opportunity COVID-19 has to transmit and make people sick, the better chance we're going to see another variant, maybe more transmissible, maybe even more deadly than Delta, right? That's the way it works. I, I literally just had a, a conversation with a colleague about that, about this, and we were talking about 
you know, what, what do we do in areas of the world where we haven't seen really any appreciable vaccine uptake? This is our concern. We, we know that the longer this virus spreads, the more opportunity there is for, for variants of concern. And, and we let, unfortunately, we live in a globalized society. So what happens in other areas of the world ultimately will have an effect on us. And, and this is a massive concern for us. It's not going to be over tomorrow. Um, we, we've got to get people vaccinated across the globe for specifically this reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's, uh, uh, you know, exactly uh, how it ended up here, right? We, we know people get on planes and travel all around the world, and, and so, yeah, it for sure can happen. A quick one here from a listener, Hal. Please ask uh, Kinderchuk uh, if, uh, he says, maybe a silly question, no silly questions, uh, but I just want to know if the COVID vaccine will interfere with the flu vaccine at all. We're getting to that time, right, where people start thinking about getting the flu shot. What about the two? Will they conflict each other in any way? No, no. And that's the, that's the beauty of this is uh, with the vaccines are specific enough that you won't see interference. And, and this was the same recommendation last year that we heard from people that even in spite of, of the COVID vaccine getting approved, we wanted to see people still get their flu vaccines. This year, again, it's inherently important. Jason, appreciate your time as always. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Al. Jason Kinderchuk, Assistant Professor, Canada Research Chair, Department of Medical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases at the University of Manitoba. Very lucky uh, to be able to email or text uh, Jason Kinderchuk and have him on the show here to answer my questions. Uh, Hopefully I ask some good questions that you want to know the answers to and uh, that he would take a couple of your questions. Uh, It's just fantastic. We're very, very lucky to have access to Jason Kinderchuk. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.